Welcome to the Peterson's Bow Hunting Podcast. All bow hunting, all the time. Now, here's your host, Editor Christian Berg. All right, welcome back to the Bow Hunting Podcast. We are presented by Lancaster Archery Supply. For all your bow hunting needs, visit LancasterArchery.com. We've got the gear, we've got the knowledge, we've got the passion. You know, today I am excited because I get a chance to talk about my new pickup truck. You know, it's a bit of a change of pace from our normal fare, but at the same time, I feel like if you bow hunt, you've got a truck or an SUV or some kind of vehicle that gets you to and from the woods, and uh, probably more than one, whether it's a side-by-side, an ATV, et cetera, an e-bike. So vehicles are a big part of what we do. And if you haven't heard about it before today, you're going to learn an awful lot about the Ford Maverick, which is a small pickup truck that Ford introduced in 22. And uh, I took delivery of mine in December after an 11 month wait. It's one of the hottest trucks out there right now. Actually the 23 model year sold out last fall in less than a week. So if you want a Maverick, you've got to try to find one that is probably a refused customer order on a dealer lot somewhere around the country. They are not easy to come by, but uh, at any rate, I think you're going to find this interesting. And my premise here heading in is that I can, with some basic modifications, take this little truck and turn it into a really cool uh, bow hunting and even light overlanding rig Uh, with a rooftop tent and a lot of customized gear storage to take me places that you might not expect a compact truck to go and to do things that you might not expect a compact truck to do. So I've been working on this build uh, pretty hard for a few months, and I'm excited to share a little bit of that with you today. I'm going to start out with a segment with uh, Ford Motor Company Marketing. I talk to the uh, person in charge of Maverick Marketing there, give you a basic overview of the truck. And then I've got a second segment uh, with um, a couple other folks from the automotive industry talking about some of the modifications that I've already completed on my truck and some of the things that I look forward to doing in the near future. So if you're a truck guy or if you just like uh, adventure and being able to get out there, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thanks so much for checking it out. Here we go. All right, so right now I am really excited to welcome Gretchen Sauer. She is the Maverick Marketing Manager at Ford Motor Company. Gretchen, I am really glad that you could make some time to join us today. Awesome, so excited to be here to talk to you about the Maverick. I heard you just got one, so can't wait to hear about it. I got one in December uh, after an 11 month wait, which by Maverick standards isn't like all that long, although hopefully that's going to be shortening up here as we head through this year and into the future. But kind of wanted to start out by saying you must have one of the great jobs in America. You're in charge of marketing something that everybody already wants. You couldn't possibly go wrong. It's, you know, it's an exciting role. It's a great product. As you know, Ford Motor Company has been hitting home runs with every single product that we've been making. But the Maverick is 
by far the most exciting because, you know, it's really, it's the truck for people who didn't know that they needed a truck. And that's what's exciting. We're seeing new people coming to Ford. We're seeing the excitement coming out of the woodwork, right? And it's, it's the right product at the right time for everything that's going on. Yeah. I mean, I think that's really, you nailed it. It's, it's appealing to both a new segment, which I think was Ford's mindset in creating it, but maybe what's surprised Ford a little bit was how much it appealed to an existing segment, which is, you know, people who either owned or have owned pickup trucks in the past, people like me who have been driving a big full-sized SUV for the past so many years, but wanted to get back into a pickup. And this came along and I was like, wow, I know I know what it is and I know what it's not. I know it's not an F-150. I know that there are certain things it's not going to do, but might this truck be a perfect compromise doing like 90% of all the truck stuff I'll ever need it for. And also it fits in my garage. It gets great fuel economy and it's great and practical for like all those days that you're not out there hunting or camping or whatever. Right, exactly. I mean, I would tell you it's a no compromise pickup. And the reason being all the all the things you said, right? It's versatile, it's practical, it's fun. But more importantly, when you think about those folks who have come out of a truck, right? They've experienced Ford trucks, it still meets BFT or built Ford tough requirements, right? It's got capability, it's got towing, it's you know, durable, it has good quality. I, those are all the things you expect out of a Ford pickup. It's just a little bit smaller in, in package and sizing, which is great for things like garageability, right? We all want to fit our truck in the garage in the winter so it doesn't get covered in snow or get dirty, right? Um, but yet you can maneuver through a parking garage, which in you know other size vehicles might be a bit of a challenge. So it's perfect for that city dweller as well. Yeah, it's so funny you said that. It's snowing today here in Pennsylvania, and my wife has been mocking me about my new truck because you know a truck is supposed to get dirty and be used and like I said I got it in December I've been like refusing to take it out on snow days it sits in the garage and I'm like I don't want to get it all salty yet and I'm giving it like the the honeymoon stage for the first winter so today it's snowing outside the truck's in the garage and and it's really clean and happy in there um but no there's no doubt that it's going to be seeing you know plenty of of fun outdoors year this year. Um, for those people, you know, there's probably a lot of people listening to the show today who actually aren't that familiar with the Maverick. So I want to talk more about my applications, but I want to give a brief overview because if like you're listening to today's show and you're like, this guy bought a Maverick, what the heck is that? I wanted to just let folks know this is a new compact truck that Ford came out with for the Model 22 year. And it's so versatile because not only is it the first small truck really available in America in over a decade, but they're offering it in two powertrains. And this is where your demand really took off, I think, from, from two different ends of the spectrum, if you will, because you've got the hybrid powertrain that's available, which is really appealing you know, to people who may have driven like a Prius or a RAV4 hybrid or a Civic or something like that. And those people are flocking to this truck. And then you've got the two point or the two liter EcoBoost engine, which is actually really pretty powerful for the size of the vehicle. It makes 250 horsepower and 
and, and you offer an FX4 off-road package. You've got a tremor package now that you came out with for 23. Um, I've got the 4K tow package on my truck. So I think personally, you know, that's the most capable Maverick is, is an EcoBoost with 4K because you get that 4,000 pounds of towing. You get really good payload. You get some off-road capability. But again, there's so many options that it just appeals to like a really wide a birth of this of the of the auto uh, buyers out there. Yeah, you know, for us it was really important to to create something that was really about no compromise, right? We're seeing across the market that people are looking for something that carries passengers. So Maverick's got, you know, five seats for you and all of your friends. It's got the the um the ability to, to carry things, right? As you said, it's got that um, the payload, it's got the, the space for all the things you need in the bed of it. But more importantly, we were looking at the market and realizing that there's an opportunity to have something for people that's starting under 23,000. And you hit it home with that two liter hybrid, right? It gets around 40 miles per gallon in the city. And that is so huge. When we think about people right now with gas prices and what they're paying for trucks, there's just so much out there. And this truck hits it where they need it. It's definitely a no compromise vehicle for all of all of the folks out there. Yeah. And even for, you know, somebody like me, like my car that I would say car, the vehicle that I've been driving, it's a it's a 2006 Escalade, which believe it or not, has been a really nice hunting vehicle. It was kind of beat up when I bought it. Yeah, interior wise, you know, it was a buddy of mine's, his wife had driven it actually for a number of years with all their kids. It wasn't like the greatest cosmetically, but it, it's all wheel drive and it holds a ton of stuff inside. And I've been using that and it's been pretty good. But this Maverick has been such a nice step up because it's amazing how much technology has changed in, you know, the 15 years since that other vehicle was built. And it's like you guys have actually packed like you talked about the price point. That's another thing. Obviously, it's so affordable. Even my truck which is an XLT with the luxury package. I mentioned that FX4 package, the 4K tow package, pretty much has most of what you can get on an XLT trim absent the Copilot uh, 360 safety features. And I was like under $31,000 on that truck. Where else in America can you go today and drive off the lot with a brand new pickup truck that's nicely equipped for that price? And as you said, you know, considerably less than that for a base model. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's the beauty of Maverick, right? It's affordable. It's got great fuel economy. It's it's not missing on the things that you need, the technology, the capability, the towing. I mean, if you think about it, right, on a, um, you know, that $23,000 Maverick, you're getting the fuel economy, the 40 mile per gallon on the city. You're getting that versatility. You're getting it to fit in a garage. And oh, by the way, you've got standard Apple CarPlay, Android Auto, you've got an eight inch you know, touchscreen, which is exactly what you need in that truck. I mean, everything just feels like it's right for the customer and clearly right for you as you think about it for your, your vehicle. Yeah. And the thing is now, you know, looking at more from like an outdoorsman's perspective, you know, there's there's things like I have friends who are, you know, tradesmen, you know, contractors and things like that. And like, I get it, you know, for somebody like that, 
maybe a Maverick isn't the perfect choice because the bed is obviously not full size. It's a four and a half foot bed. But for me, you know, I, I'm not looking to all the time carry tons of construction materials and things like that. The bed is more than big enough to hold, you know, a lot of hunting gear. Um, if you're successful out there, you can certainly get an animal in the back of that vehicle. Um, and the neat thing is, is been to see how much aftermarket support there already is for the Maverick. I've already got a great rack system. I got the, the ACS Forge from Leitner Designs, and they make a series of modular storage units. So you can really customize these trucks. And again, talking about that versatility, it's been interesting to see how many people are already like, slamming these things and building really cool street trucks. And then on the other end of the spectrum, you have people like me who are like, well, maybe I'm more interested in maybe adding some clearance or running some bigger tires and putting some things that are more outdoor oriented. And again, you know, the truck just really, really offers this template that allows people to take it and make it what they want it to be. Yeah, I mean, that's the beauty of, of Maverick, right? When we when we crafted this for this customer, right, we were thinking about, well, what would they do afterwards? They're getting in at, you know, around $22,000, $23,000. What can they do to personalize and to customize? So you took it one route, right? You, you took it to the, how can I make it more all-wheel drive? How can I take it out into the, you know, kind of out into the woods or off the beaten path and make sure that it does what I need it to do? So for you, you know, you could use things like the bed extenders or some of the, the different built-in slots and cargo tie downs to keep, you know, all of your, your catch, right. What you've got out there, um, in the right place. But then for others, there's things you can do that are really interesting, like, um, 3d printing to create your own little cup holders inside the vehicle. We've got some DIY bed lighting that you can kind of tap into that 12 volt and create your own bed lighting. You can build your own bike rack if you're into, um, you know, biking, uh, whether it's in the city or mountain biking. So there's a lot you can do with that bed beyond just, you know, kind of closing the tailgate and putting your things in the back. So as you said, the accessory market is really picking up on the Maverick. Yeah. And then, you know, the other thing is about capability. I mentioned it early. Obviously, you know, a Maverick isn't a Raptor. You're not going to take a Maverick, even if you even if you lift it and put some big tires on it, you're not going to go out there and crawl across a boulder field. But and, you know, I certainly have been tuned into this. If you look at a lot of the reviews and the videos that are out there, the all wheel drive system on this truck is quite capable, maybe surprisingly so to a lot of people. And. The Maverick is getting a lot of people a lot of places that might not, you know, be obvious to folks. And again, this is where it comes in for me where, you know, I really think that once you take this and you add, you know, the storage that you need or whatever else you want to do to modify that truck, it's going to get me almost everywhere I want to go. And with that towing capacity, hey, if I have to pull my side-by-side -side on a trailer, it's more than capable of doing that. And I can park the truck at that point. And if I need to go further, you know, I've got another vehicle that can help me with that. So uh, I've been impressed watching this thing go through snow, mud, uh, you know, sand. And like I said, it, if you respect the fact that, yeah, it does have limits, it's pretty impressive in its own right. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you kind of hit on it, right? I mean, the 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 Maverick has so much capability, especially with that all-wheel drive. Now, the 2.5 liter is just as capable. You know, it's 191 horsepower, it's 155 pound-feet of torque, but that two-liter all-wheel drive that you have, it's around 255 horsepower, 277 pound-feet of torque, and then you've got that FX4 package. You know, the 17-inch tires. Um, you added that 4K tow package, so you've got all the capability that you need. You can carry a motorcycle in the back of your truck if you want, so you can go a little bit further. So, you know, when you think about getting out there and seeing things beyond the city, you definitely have the truck to allow you to do that. Right. Now, and we didn't mention it, just in case, you know, people who are listening are wondering, currently, if you get the hybrid drivetrain, all-wheel drive isn't an option, but there's been a lot of clamoring amongst the Maverick enthusiasts, and I doubt that I'll get Gretchen to, you know, reveal anything today, but a lot of people are hoping, you know, you guys might come out with an all-wheel drive hybrid at some point in the future, and of course, for this year, for 23, you introduced the Tremor package, and, you know, a lot of people are really enthusiastic about that, and that's been, you know, there's been some videos posted and whatnot that of that truck really doing a lot of neat things off the pavement. Yeah, you know, I love the Tremor because it adds just a little bit more um, fun to the Maverick and Maverick is already fun. So think about taking it up a level. So the Tremor off-road package, you can get that on the XLT and you can get it on the Lariat. Um, and so I should start out by saying that, you know, Maverick comes in three different series, the XL, XLT and Lariat. And this Tremor, you can choose on XLT and uh, Lariat. The great thing is that it adds just a little bit more of that off-road capability, right? So you're looking at things like an off-road tuned suspension with unique front and rear springs that helps to increase the ride height. Um, there's definitely some, some different looks, right? So you can put the, the Tremor appearance package on it, add some you know touches like a decal and um, some touches on the interior to make it more customized. But really it's giving you a little bit more of that off-road feel above and beyond what your FX4 is giving you. Yeah, absolutely. It's got that um, a dual clutch in the rear, which is basically an electronic locker so that you can you know, get even power to both of your rear wheels when you need that. It's got a little extra ride height. Uh, it's got uh, some upgraded suspension components and it actually looks really cool too. You know, the, the read of, um, redesigned front front bumper, you got a better approach angle there, but some neat accents. Yeah, and it's a really a sharp looking truck. Um, I guess we should maybe finish up our time together today with this. Obviously, a Maverick is a hot commodity in the world today. Um, you know, your, your order banks for the 2023s was only open for about a week back in September last fall. And so if people are just now, you know, seeing Mavericks out there learning about this and they want one, it might not be the easiest thing. But, um, you know, what are your plans for the future? And I know you guys are actually in the process of, I think, adding some uh, additional you know, employees and production capacity down at the plant where it's built. So give people a heads up as to what, you know, what's on the horizon for Maverick. Yeah. So as you, you know, as you said, the, the 23 model year is a hot commodity and we are working on one of the hottest vehicles in America right now. But what I would tell you is that, you know, for your listeners, if you are interested in Maverick, if you want to learn more, the first thing to do is go to Ford.com, take a look, learn, see what you want, contact your local dealer and make sure that you submit um, an order or see if they have one on their dealer lots. There are some out there. Um, so, so take a look. 
And what I will tell you is that if you are interested in buying one, um, we will have more to share coming this summer about the 24 model year Maverick. So it's really hot product right now, but um, definitely keep your eyes open because there's way more to come uh, later this summer. Yeah, and of course, if you want another Ford truck, there's obviously F-150, which has been the bestseller for like since Moses was walking the earth and and some exciting things happening with Ranger, too. And I know, you know, we don't really focus on Ranger today, but I think you have marketing responsibility for that, too. And um, all new design coming for 24 there. So that's going to be another exciting option for people. Yeah, lots more to, to share on the uh, 24 Ranger, but you know, the Maverick, of course, is still one of our, you know, one of our hottest products. So you can't argue with the BFT Ford lineup, right? You've got F-Series, you got Maverick and Ranger. And of course, we've got Ranger in our Ford showrooms today for folks to take a look at if they want that truck, but uh, can't wait for the Maverick. Well, that's awesome, Gretchen. I tell you what, like I said at the beginning, you've got one of the best jobs going. Uh, if I didn't have such a good one, I might try to trade with you because I think that it'd be a pretty good job to try to sell these Mavericks and promote these to people because when you just show them the truck and again, regardless of, you know, where somebody's interests lie, I think they just look at it and they see how that vehicle can fit into their lifestyle and, you know, that makes it a pretty easy sell. Absolutely. Like you said, one of the best jobs in America working on one of the hottest products. So can't complain um, and happy to swap jobs for a day if you want to get a, a seat behind the wheel of a different Maverick. Oh, be careful. I'll take you up on that. I'll be booking my, my flight to Detroit any day. Or if you get around to any of these events, I actually was just uh, I waste too much time on the Maverick Truck Club Forum online. And um they're, we're getting a group together to go to Ford Nationals in Carlisle, Pennsylvania in June. So come on out and hang out with us for a day. And that would be a lot of fun. Awesome. That sounds great. I would love to do that. All right. Well, thanks so much for making time for me today. I really appreciate it. And uh, wish you continued success with the Maverick and all the other exciting vehicles uh, that Ford is producing. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time. Great to talk about the Ford Maverick. All right, we're back here on the Bow Hunting Podcast, segment number two, talking about my new Maverick. And I've got two gentlemen that have really been stoking my fire of enthusiasm with this new truck. And I guess I'll start with Nick Janes. Uh, Nick, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. Yeah, Nick is uh, one of the owners at Differential Communications, and you guys represent uh, a number of clients sort of in the, the automotive and off-road worlds. And you've helped me out with several clients, including our other guests that we've got with us today. And that's Keith Munamitsu, who is the marketing director at Leitner Designs. Uh, Keith, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So, so Nick, um, help refresh my memory. Like, how did you and I get connected? And then how did we end up going down this whole rabbit hole on the Maverick? Because like, it's been unbelievable, everything that you've been helping me with. 
Yeah, it was one of my clients, Baron, I think, found you last year poking around, uh, you know, like like Keith, a lot of our clients, you know, want to engage with bow hunters and, and outdoorsmen. And so you were a natural fit. And once we found out you had a Maverick on on order and I knew a lot of my clients had really exciting products coming for those. I mean, it's like this is, you know, a gift from God working with you. And it's I'm, I'm thankful that you've positioned it is that I've, uh, you know, inspired you. I feel like I've twisted your arm on a lot of a lot of building this truck. Uh, but, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> you've you've opened my eyes to the possibilities. And, you know, here's the thing. And, and let me use this to set the stage because I had sent it to you, Nick. I don't know if I shared it with Keith. I had just devoted a portion of my column in our April, May issue to the truck, which again is somewhat unusual because, you know, we're not car and driver. As I said in the column, we're Peterson's bow hunting. So it's not like we do a lot of automotive news, but of course, to your point, every single bow hunter has at least one vehicle that they're using to get in and out of the field. And a lot of us have more than one because in addition to your truck or your SUV, you might have a, a you know, a four wheeler or a side by side or something like that. So, I mean, I think bow hunters are our truck people, our vehicle people by nature, but we don't necessarily focus on that all the time. But this Maverick has really captured my imagination because it's kind of like this perfect combination of form factor, affordability, and capability. And there's two things that I've done to the truck. I mean, I've done a bunch of stuff to the truck, but two things that I think are huge as a bow hunter, because let's face it, the Maverick is a small truck, okay? And so that that is good and maybe bad. It's really good because I love the fact the truck fits in my garage. I love the fact that it's easy to drive around in town and park, but it does have a four and a half foot bed. You know, it's not a six foot bed. It's not an eight foot bed. So, you know, your space is limited. Now it does come standard in the quad cab crew cab design. So you've got the full the full back seat for people and gear, but still, you know, you're only going to do so much. And that's where, Nick, you helped me set set me up with Lightner, Keith, the ACS forged rack system is the bomb. I mean, the absolute bomb. You guys really hit it out of the park when, when you designed that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's credit to the owner of the company, Bernard, who's our chief engineer, um, Bernard Lightner. He, he, he won't build anything that is substandard. Like everything is over-engineered, everything is overbuilt, or it just doesn't leave the door. I mean, if you saw our R&D area, it's just uh, it's 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 a boneyard for products that never made it past R&D to the rigorous testing. So it's a testament to him. Um, the rack, the genesis of the rack was is that he he comes from manufacturing. Um, his family had a manufa automotive manufacturing company as he grew up. So he 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 saw a lot of he gained a lot of knowledge through osmosis, I think, of just looking at the family business and. And everything that he built was purposely built, um, and and again over engineered. Um, so it, the rack was the the original inspiration for the rack was that he had a a, a Tacoma, um, and he needed and he had a like a, a a two bar system like you see on the road today. A lot of people use it, but he had to remove the back bar to put his dirt bike in. And he and his initial inspiration was like. I lose the bar, right? Or I lose the bolts and where, where is, I left it at home and now I can't find it. And he's like, why doesn't anyone make a rack that I can just slide the bar forward and 
and then put my dirt bike in and slide it back and not lose any parts. So that was the original inspiration. Then he kind of went down the road of, you know, truck bed storage is a premium, right? You have an empty box and there's only so many options um, of, of storage, right? You can put a toolbox in there, but then your dirt bike's not going to fit, right? So then he went down the rabbit hole of, of creating our gear pods. So um, lighter, you know, roto-molded gear pods that are eye level. Um, so you can open them and, and see exactly what, unlike looking into a truck bed, into a, a toolbox. And it all just worked from there. Um, and it started on the Tacoma platform was the original ACS. Yeah. And, and you, and you guys make this now, like you can put it on a, a Toyota, you, you can put it on Fords, you know, everything from a full size, you know, an F-150, a yeah. Ranger, all the way down to the Maverick. You offer it for, you know, GM trucks, you know, Chevys, et cetera. And the great thing about this, you know, and you and I had, had you know, exchanged some emails and talked about this, like the rack that's on my Maverick is literally, literally the exact same rack that's on a full-size truck. The bars are just cut down shorter because my bed isn't as long. But exactly. in terms of the durability, the features, the strength, you're not giving up anything. And, no. you know, for folks that aren't familiar with it, you got to go to the Lightner Designs website and look at this thing. First of all, it looks absolutely fantastic. Like this thing wasn't just built for function. It's got the form down too. It's got the elegance. And in addition to how great it looks on my truck, it's so strong, so solid. Like that rack holds 1200 pounds, I think static load, right? 14. 1400 pounds static load and yeah. 800 driving on pavement and, and 400 off-road, off right? Yeah. So, I mean, this thing is really sturdy. And even if it was just the rack, and this is the thing I love because those accessories, and we'll get into this, but those accessories are so quick and easy to put on and take off. Like, I'll give you an example. So last week, I was heading down with the Eibach lift springs and those 1552 wheels that Nick helped mm -hmm. set me up with and those Firestone destination tires that Nick helped set me up with. And I had to drive to the shop. And what I realized is again, because the Maverick's a little smaller, those storage racks, you know, obviously they're mounted along the side, along the rails, but they, they do stick in to the bed. And so you have, you know, a narrowed area in the back and I needed that storage space to load everything up. Well, within two minutes, I was able to take all those pods out and just set them in my garage, load everything up in the bed and, and go down there still having the rack, you know, on, on the vehicle. So, you know, really, really a lot of functionality. And then you start talking about the storage. You said it, the roto molded. Just imagine like a Yeti cooler turned on its side mounted along the side of your truck with some, you know, spring loaded struts so that when you open those doors and lift up, those things pop up. And like you said, you're standing right there at eye level. You can put, you know, your hunting pack in there. You can throw a bunch of trail cameras in there. You can throw a bag of food plot seed in there. You can have, you know, all your towing, you know, uh, bars and, and your ratchet straps and tie downs, you name it. You're, anything you need, like you can literally pack it in. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's it, hunt and fish has been huge for us in growth um, because of that fact, right? You could put terminal tackle in there. You could put, um, take your stabilizer off. You could put your bow in there, right? Um, 
a lot of waterfowlers put their <laughs> their um, their waders in their boots and all of their their wet gear in there as well. If you and and you can drill little weep holes in the bottom. So like I have one compartment that's my wet compartment that waders and boots and everything that 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 needs to drain is in this one compartment. So it's you know it takes the tote out of your out of the bed of your truck and secures it basically, right? Like a lot of guys will leave um, and and go on their hunt and leave totes just unattended in the back of their their truck right and and now you you have the ability to secure that and and take all that out of your truck bed or out of your back seat yeah and i love the fact that you can lock those things too like they have a key so exactly like you said it's like putting something in your trunk you you can lock that and walk away and honestly somebody can't even tell if there's anything or what is in there, you know, so they, I mean, if somebody wants to take the time to try, try and like break in there, they don't even know if there's anything in there. Cause you can't see, you and know, if they really want it. They're going to take the truck. Right. So if, you know, <laughs> if, if you're faced with that situation and it's a pro, they're just going to take the whole truck. It's kind of like yeah. locking lugs, right? Like uh, the guy who does my installations, like he don't even put locking lugs on there. If they want it, they're just going to take your whole truck. <laughs> so it's kind of right. the same. Right? <laughs> Nothing is impervious to, um, somebody who really wants your, your gear. So, so, so those storage pods you guys offer in, in three sizes, what, what's the name of those pods? I, I'm sorry. I can't it's, remember. Yeah. It, they're the gear pods. So we have the gear pod, we have the gear pod dual, and then the gear pod XL and the XL is almost four of the small ones. The dual is obviously two of the small ones. Um, and yeah, it's almost four. It's like three and three quarters small ones make up the XL. So, so I've got for long objects, right? Yeah, I've got two of the singles and one of the duals. I wanted an XL, but I guess the XL yeah. is just a little bit too long for the yeah. Maverick. But honestly, with the two the two singles on one side, the dual on the other, there's still extra room on the one side. I've got your universal mounting plate, so you can uh, mount like. Uh, rotopacks, you know, fuel canister on there. You mm -hmm. can mount some recovery boards. You could mm -hmm. mount, you know, shovel, axe, fire extinguisher, you know, pretty much anything you'd want to mount in that location. And then on the other side, I've got your hydropod, which is mm -hmm. really a cool product because that gives you, uh, I think, over two, two, two and a half gallons of 4.8 gallons. Four. Oh, my goodness. My apologies. Yeah, 4.8. So yeah. <laughs> almost five gallons of, of potable water, which yeah. you can use obviously for cooking, showering, even just rinsing off your gear. I mean, hey, think about it as a as a bow hunter. If I get back to the vehicle with, you know, a carcass, I got a dead deer, a dead mm -hmm. elk, whatever, you know, yeah. your hand, your hands are all bloody. Man, it's so nice. You've got that quick, quick connect, you know, hose. You've got a hand pump to pressurize that thing. And nice. I've got basically a a spray gun there at the back of the truck to clean off my knife, clean off my hands, whatever you got to do. I mean, you talk about as a fly fisherman, rinsing off, if you're, you know, at the ocean in the salt, rinsing yeah. off your gear and getting all that salt off before you put it back on the truck. Yeah. And, and that's one of the benefits of our rack is that we have our T-slot on so many different areas of that rack, which is a universal T-slot to us. So the modularity, is, it's endless possibilities of mounting stuff with our track lock bolt that just drops into place and it turns. I mean, oh, oh yeah, honestly, yeah, because you're 
So these bars, right, these bars that the rack is built off are four-sided, and you've got the T-slots on all all sides. So if you want to, like, I'm already thinking, like, I want to do a LED ditch light on either side, right, one on the left and one on the right, and you actually make uh, products to route the wiring in those T-slots so you can hide all your wiring for a really clean installation. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and of course, you've got, like you said, it's got the two two, uh, roof, you know, top bars, where, where you can obviously put kayaks, canoes, uh, ladders, uh, and, and then we'll say for Nick, you know, rooftop tents, right? I mean, that's where you go with with another of your clients, Nick, is, is Roof Nest. Now you're really talking, right? Because now you've got this Maverick and you're like, some people might look at it and be like, okay, well, it's a little small, but it's like, well, how about if we add this rack? How about now we have all this storage? How yeah. about now we have a bunch of our accessories on here? How about now, Nick, we got a place to sleep right up top? Yeah. I, I just want to put a final, uh, you know, a point on, on Lightner because, um, you know, both Keith and I were customers of Lightner before we had anything to do with the, the company. Yeah. Um, and one thing that I loved about it, in, in addition to all the features you just spoke about, is designed in America, made in America. Yeah. You know what I mean? Compare that to any, I mean, sure, it's got the highest payload, carry capacity, all, all the best features, but then it's still made in America. I don't know of anyone else who's really doing that to this level. So that was something that was really important to me, too, when I was buying, before I even, you know, worked with them. Yeah. Oh, the original yeah. rack was the ACS Classic, and that was literally welded in our facility. Um, and the extrusions come from from Oregon. From Nick's neighborhood, but um, outside of that, like the ACS uprights, those beautiful uprights that you mentioned earlier, Christian, are are they're manufactured within 25 minutes of our plant, right? They're in Anaheim, California. So, yeah, it's 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 part of you know our company mantra is that you know we're 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 doing our part, right? We're we're employing the local workforce. And we're, we're trying to keep it at that quality level of of being able to control quality and and deliver the strongest product that 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 we can. And and local manufacturing is one of the ways that we can do that and be and have somewhat speed to market in new products as well because it's hands-on manufacturing R and D right like prototyping everything happens within you know a half an hour of our facility so. Um, when we say hands-on uh, R&D, uh, Bernard is out in the desert with his TRX, his Ram TRX, doing jumps so hard that he's breaking like the steering column on his TRX. And the steering column is breaking before the rack is. So that's yeah. it. <laughs> well, you know, I have um, I've shared, you know, pictures of the setup on, you know, like Maverick Truck Club Forum and, and you know, social media, YouTube. People absolutely love it. And of course, um, one of the concerns people have is obviously it's not it's not the least expensive rack system you're going to find out there. But again, it is literally bulletproof to, you know, like what you just said. When I first installed it on my truck, I got up in the bed and I was standing back there on video and I just put my hands on either side. You can literally like you could probably pick the darn truck up just about with that rack. I mean, it there's no give in it whatsoever. It'll you shake that rack, it will shake the entire truck side to side. It is rock solid. And you were telling me, Keith, like those storage, those gear pods. He's like, you can climb up on there. You can stand up on top of there. It's not going to hurt them. I mean, you're literally these things are going to survive nuclear holocaust. And and the benefit for the average consumer, right? For the guy who buys this is, is how, Christian, how how difficult was it to put together, right? It's 
it's fairly not, not very not very i i put i put you know the the basic frame pieces together um you know in the house one evening and the next day i took them outside and mounted them onto the truck and it yeah. honestly the only the only part that really took any time at all was just uh drilling the 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 spots for the rear support and putting those rivet nuts in you know but even that really wasn't that big of a deal and and i'll say this you know um i came in like nick mentioned as a, a customer right and when i started my research of bed racks i had purchased a brand new truck and my local rack retailer uh rack and road um i knew the manager in there and he he goes hey look at this lightener rack it's made locally here um, but you have to drill into your bed, two little tiny pilot holes on each side, right? And I'm like, ah, I'm not going to drill my bed, right? That was my first knee-jerk reaction. Then a month's worth of research, and I came right back to it because there is no comparison as far as strength, um, expandability, modularity, and and, and eye-level storage. It's like Lightner was, after doing all the research, which I had to do all of it first, but I came to the conclusion that there's really no equal on the market. And since, and that was the ACS classic that I had on my truck. And since then, Bernard is never one to sit complacent and just, you know, phone it in and legend out, right? He, he's constantly evolving the product set, all the products, right? And the ACS Forge was an evolution of that one. How can I make it stronger? How can I make it better looking? And how can I make it simpler to assemble? So the new ACS Forge has you know, fewer parts than the ACS Classic. It's easier to, to assemble. ACS Classic had slide-in T-bolts everywhere, which were phenomenally strong, but you had to slide out the bolts to move accessories, and that was cumbersome for the user, and that's how the evolution of the, the um, track lock bolt came into, into play, is that you can just drop accessories in, in place and remove them very easily. So kind well, of what neat, you mentioned. A neat little install note on the Maverick is there are actually already three holes on those pillars where the rear support mounts on the Maverick. So all you have to do on the Maverick is just use the drill bit to enlarge those a little bit to insert the rivet nuts. So you don't even have to do any measuring and figure out where the holes are supposed to be. They're yeah. there. You just have to enlarge. So, I mean, it really is easy. And I mean, I'm actually going to be going out later this week because like I said, I had done a really quick just show people when I first put it on, but I didn't really do anything with all the pods and accessories on there. I'm going to be getting out later this week now that we've got some good weather and like putting a bunch of my hunting gear in there, putting, you know, the pods into the rack, taking them off, showing how quick you just basically with one Allen wrench, you know, a couple turns and they pop right out put them back in a couple turns and they're tight and snug and they're not going anywhere. It's really, really slick. So again, whether whatever you're hunting with gear storage is always an issue. And that, that ACS forge is the cat's meow. I mean, if there's, I know there's a few other, you know, nice rack systems available out there, but I'm convinced, you know, and yeah, I'm biased, I guess, because now that's on my truck. And so I'm part of that family, but like, I'm telling you, there is nothing that has the features and functionality of what that rack system has. Currently not. Um, yeah. You're not going to, you know, Keith is not going to argue with me and Nick isn't either. So, so Nick, let's go on. So, it, so if gear storage is one of the huge things, because I really feel like, again, the, that rack system and the gear pods and the other mounting options, take the Maverick 
and almost take it like up an entire category. You've just gone from a compact pickup truck to a midsize or almost a full size with the capacity that you now have to carry your stuff where it's like, you don't need anything bigger. Uh, you've got more than enough space for everything you could possibly want to take out, whether it's for just a day of hunting or you're going on a trip, you know, across the country and you need to, to pack a whole pile of gear. So, so let's move on to this lift, Nick, because I know you, you talked about twisting my arm earlier. It was funny when I first got the truck, um, I did put a set of off-road tires on there. Um, I think that the standard stock tires, Keith, on the Maverick are like almost comically small. They're they're like too small for the truck. They look tiny even in the wheel well. And I had just taken those off and I, I put some Cooper Discoverer uh, tire ATs on there that were two sizes bigger than stock. And then I got to start talking about Nick. Uh, he doesn't represent Ibach, but he knows the guys over there. And what's up with everyone being out West Coast, by the way? You're yeah. in California, Keith. Uh, I think Ibox in California, 15 They're right down the road from us. California. And oh, yeah. Nick, you Nick is up there in the Pacific Northwest. Like I didn't realize that California, West Coast was the epicenter of all the good off-road, you know, truck stuff. It really is. Believe it or not, Southern California is the number one uh, pickup truck market in the United States. So um makes Yeah, I wouldn't sense. have thought that. I would have yeah, thought yeah. it was like Texas. Yeah, that's a close second, but especially for just how many people are down there, you know. Absolutely. So anyway, uh, you work with Firestone though, Nick. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and you were you were like, oh man, you know, you should really run Firestones on there. And I was like, ah, I just bought these other tires. And uh, you were like, well, what about if we got some new wheels too? And you showed me these 50, 15, 52 wheels. So I ended up getting a set of wheels, Keith, and tires. And I was like, well, I, I ordered the springs for my Bach. Those guys were were nice enough to, to give me a little bit of a discount. And so I ended up getting all all that stuff at once because I told Nick, you know, if I'm going to go in to the shop, obviously, and have suspension modified, I'm just do the tires and the wheels and everything all at once. So I was able to do that last week. Uh, actually, just just uh, put up a video on that. Really cool. I got hooked up with a guy who owns a Maverick out here who lowered it. So he's running his truck on the Eibach lowering springs. So he's put like a street truck together with his Maverick. And he owns a shop called PA Euros. It's all Porsches, Audis, BMWs, Volkswagens. And now they've done three Mavericks, two lowered. I was their first lifted. Uh, the guy, uh, the lead tech there, his name's actually Christian too. He did a great job and uh, I was super stoked with that. But honestly, with, with that uh, increased ride height, two inches from the lift springs from Eibach and then another, say, I was already up. Uh, about an inch with the tires that I had gone with. And then I think I got about another half inch or so with the 245.70s that I'm running now from Firestone. I mean, I love the fact that those Firestones have a little bit taller of a sidewall, which obviously does lift the truck a little bit, but that added sidewall also gives you more, you know, forgiveness, shock absorption, you know, for, for off-roading. 
And they just have a fuller look than those Coopers did too. So like, I am in love with, like, I was in love with my Maverick before, but I'm like literally in love with it. Now my wife tells me, you know, that I spend more time with this truck now than I do with her. So I tell her, you know, well, we're not in the honeymoon stage anymore. This is like 26 years, but I'm still in the honeymoon stage with this truck. So, you know, I'm hoping that she'll understand. Totally. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad I could, you know, like I said, twist your arm into getting some, some AT2s. Those are, those are great tires. And I think you'll have a good time. And I mean, with that much sidewall, you can still air down and make it even cushier. If you really hit some tough trails, you don't have to worry about puncturing the sidewall or, or doing anything wacky or hitting those, those cool new rims you got. So um, I'm excited. I'm sort of, I'm living vicariously through you. Like I've already, I've got a Ranger, so I didn't want to get the new Maverick but I can build, build one through you. So thank you for the opportunity. <laughs> well, what year is your Ranger, Nick? It's a 22. So are you going to trade that? I mean, it's almost like being in the industry. You work with mm -hmm. all these automotive clients. You sort of owe it to yourself next year to trade in your 22 and get the new redesigned 24 Ranger, right? <laughs> well, yeah, we'll see. I really love, I really love, you know, the, that current Ranger, you know, and it's, it's tried and true, you know what I mean? And that's what I really liked about it. I mean, no knock to your brand new vehicle. I don't think they've had any problems with Maverick, which is awesome, but I want well, other than that, like the three or four recalls that they've done, it's been problem free, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but I have had no, I have no recalls on my vehicle because oh, a couple, yeah. couple of the problems were with the hybrid, which obviously mm. I'm not. And then yeah. there were, there was a couple small issues with the, with the EcoBoost, but they were all fixed before my truck was built. So it was like pre pre-production for me. I let them work out the kinks. It took them 11 months, Keith, to, to get me a Maverick, but they were just concerned. They knew I was really a discriminating customer. They said, Christian, we care about you more than everybody else. Let us work out all the kinks with these early trucks. And when we have it like completely dialed in, that's when we're going to roll yours down the line. That's there you go. Strategy. That's nice. That's nice of Ford to do that for you. It was nice of FOMOCO <laughs> to, to take care company. of me that way. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but I was going to say, Nick, you've got to come out. Um, we've got two big off-roading parks just within like less than 30, 40 minutes of the house here, uh, thousands of acres each. So, I mean, you oh, got to wow. come out and and and, you know, get get some of your clients or something. Let's do let's do a weekend or a whole uh, a content, you know, weekend and we could do a pile of off roading. I'm looking forward to doing it, you know, just for the Maverick and, you know, doing some obstacles again. It's it's not going to do, you know, crazy, crazy stuff like a, a lifted Jeep with full axles. I mean, this is this is independent suspension on each tire. You're going to get wheels off the ground pretty easily. And if you go out and look at the off-roading videos that are out there on the Maverick, you know, you'll see that it's going to have its limitations, but the all-wheel drive system that's on the truck has actually really impressed just about everybody who's driven it. And clearance is the biggest issue. If you watch a lot of these videos, even stacking it up against other vehicles that are bigger, um, you know, maybe thought of as more capable. The Maverick is pretty much able to do a lot of the things that any other truck would do with the limiting factor being clearance, which is why I wanted the lift. And, um, you know, other than that, people are, you know, sand, mud, snow. It, it's actually doing really well, especially if you put a quality tire like that destination on there, Nick. Well, speaking about being out east, you know, um, you know, Overland Expo East is in Arrington, Virginia in the second week of or first week of October this year. 
So I'm going to, I'm going to be begging you to come up and spend a, okay. a week with us camping on, on the ground there and hanging out and share some beers and some stories, man. So I would, maybe, I would maybe I could love swing down, to do that. I would, maybe I could swing up on my way, you know, way out of there, but it'd be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Keith, I was telling Nick as well, I am actually uh, going to be registering my Maverick for the Ford Nationals, which are in June in Carlisle. That's the biggest car show in the country. And it's not just trucks, obviously, it's all Fords. But there's a group from the Maverick Truck Club. We're trying to get at least 25 Mavericks there out on the show field. Oh, and wow. I think it's going to be a great opportunity because I know there'll be thousands of people walking mm -hmm. by my truck and people I guarantee are going to be having questions about the, the ACS Forge rack, about the Eibach lift, about yeah. the you know, the tires, the wheels, um, you know, the roof nest, Nick, if we end up, you know, getting one of those. And I, I even thought, how cool would it be to have that thing popped up there while it's parked out there on the field? So people can see the whole rig with the with the um, the tent deployed. And, you know, that just takes a whole nother element to it. And so, you know, my idea is that this thing's going to be my hunting camp on wheels. Well, I, I want to, I'll, I'll reveal a little secret here, but you got to keep it the secret between us, right? <laughs> uh, we're, we're waiting to give you the all new roof nest that's coming out here uh, in about eight, fewer than eight weeks. Oh, so wow. Well, the first people to get the all new roof nest model, we could talk more about that later as we get. So it's so new, that. you can't even say the name of it right now. No, no. This, but this oh, is gosh. breaking news right now. So the whole I'm new, new wow. the ground up wow. coming, coming your way here soon. So I like this. I like, uh, I've never had a brand new vehicle before in my life, guys. So this has been oh, really? like wow. literally overload, not only getting like a new truck for the very first time, but then having all these other toys has been unbelievable. But just to bring it back full circle, you know, where I was going with this is, this is, you know, a great option. And I think Ford, you know, obviously was surprised by the demand that was out there when they sort of unleashed this thing to the world. But if you go back, not so many years, you know, you talk about you've got a 22 Ranger, think about the Ranger that I think it was 2011, well, when they started. Yeah. 2011, 2012, they stopped making the old Ranger. Like that was considered a truck, you know what I mean? Not that long ago. And there was nothing else like that. You know, Chevy stopped making the S10 several years before Ford stopped making the Ranger. So from 2011, 2012 to 2022, 10 years, there was no small truck available in America. And so now Maverick has reinvigorated that segment there's constant talk, you know, GM is going to have a competitor, Toyota is going to have a competitor, you know, and I'm sure there will be, but you don't just design a vehicle overnight. So, I mean, it's going to be another year or two, I'm sure, before any of that's out there. And as we've seen with the Maverick, just because you have something doesn't mean you can build enough of them. So to think that there's going to be any real competition in in mass quantity in the near term is probably unrealistic. So, I think a lot of other bow hunters are going to see these Mavericks start popping up, you know, in their communities. And they're going to want one because, again, you take a truck that's pretty feature rich in the low $30,000 range. I mean, base is way less than that, but I don't think most hardcore guys are going to want base. But for a little over 30 grand, there's not another vehicle out there from a hunting perspective that's going to give you all that. You add some accessories, like a great rack and storage system, a little off-road uh, 
suspension modifications. You get your rooftop tent up there. I mean, this thing is going to surprise a lot of people. That's my goal. My whole goal, it's funny. Have you guys know what NART means? I don't know if that's like an acronym in the truck world. Not a real truck. NART. Uh, not, uh, not a real truck. There was a guy on the Maverick Truck Club forum the other day posting pictures of all the stuff he was carrying in his truck and, you know, different things he was doing. He said, it's a really good NART because I guess a lot of Maverick owners get that. Other guys look at it and like, that's not a real truck. And it's like, okay, well, what, what does that mean? I guess if it's not body on frame, it's not a real truck to some guys. Well, you just go ahead and keep on telling me it's not a real truck. I'll see you out there on the trail. I'll see you in elk camp. I'll see you, you know, down there at the off-road rendezvous or whatever you said it is down there in Virginia. And my goal is to basically just surprise a lot of people where over the course of time, people are going to say, you know what? It is a truck. You know, maybe it's not you know, it's not a TRX. It's not a Raptor. Nobody ever said it was, but you'll be surprised by what we can do with one of these things. Yeah. Well, good on you, man. I'm glad I'm impressed. You know, yeah, I think it's a great truck and you made a good choice and kudos to you for, for pushing the boundaries of it. For sure. Well, man, I love having two guys to sit here and blow, blow sunshine up my skirt like that. So much positive affirmation today. <laughs> now it's hey, time to put so the rubber on the road, right? right? Now's the time to put it in the field and see what it can do. Right. Exactly. Well, that's, you know, my kids have joked with me about that because they're like all the videos I've done so far, it's all the mods and installations. And they're like, you know, you know, eventually you're going to actually have to drive this. Right. And I was like, yeah, 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 I know. Yeah, you're actually going to have to get it dirty. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it is, it's about that time. Yes. The time has sort of arrived and I'm going to have to start actually going out there and getting the GoPros set up and mounting one like, you know, on the front bumper and, and and actually showing people what this thing can do. And I look right. forward to it. Cool. Well, thank you. I really appreciate you guys taking some time today to be a part of this. It, uh, like I said, it's been, it's been a lot of fun uh, for me and uh, you know, just like I do in, in sort of the bow hunting world, I appreciate so much all the smart people, Nick, you know, your clients and, and guys like Keith and Bernard, um, uh, who, who spend the time designing all these cool products so that people like me who aren't particularly technical, you know, can take those and just enjoy what we do, you know, all the more. Well, thank you, man. Appreciate thank it. Thank you. We appreciate it. Thanks for downloading the Peterson's Bow Hunting Podcast. All bow hunting, all the time. Pick up the latest issue of Peterson's Bow Hunting Magazine on your local newsstand. Or connect with us online at bowhuntingmag.com.